Principal Matters Podcast, Episode 108. Hi, Principal Matters listeners. This is Will Parker, host of Principal Matters, the school leaders podcast, where each week I bring you inspiring, innovative, and imaginative ideas for your own school leadership. This week, I want to talk about using technology to message with parents, the community, and beyond. This is a replay of a recent webinar episode that I hosted for my state association. And in this conversation, we're going to talk about ways to build platforms, ways to use social media, school email campaigns, and then some tips on staying focused on your messaging so that you can stay positive in the ways that you're celebrating your communities. I hope you enjoy, and I hope that you remember that what you do matters. This week is the final chapter, using technology to message with parents and communities. And if you have been following what's going on in Oklahoma education, you know right now at the Capitol today, there are teachers who are rallying to encourage legislators to provide more support for our public schools. We saw some historic bills passed just recently that have provided more funding to education, but teachers are asking for them to finish their legislative session with all of the bills that have been introduced for education funding being passed through. And so there have been lots of conversations happening around the state and technology has become such a powerful way for people to stay connected and to communicate together. And the statistics bear out what's happening right now through this grassroots movement. We're going to talk today about three ways that you can be using technology to enhance your messaging. One, by learning how to build a platform with technology. Two, by launching your own school email campaign so that you can have consistent contact with parents. And then by publishing or publicizing celebrations. And so let's just dive right in to the first part of that conversation, building a platform with technology. If you look at the technology trends over the last several years and ask how are people using technology, the Pew Research Institution showed that in 2016, 62% of surveyed adults were receiving their news primarily through social media. Think about the difference of when we were growing up receiving our news at the nightly news or through one or two mediums, and now 62% in 2016 were receiving their news through social media. And I'm sure that number has increased because the, the earlier numbers in 2012 showed that that number was at 49%. So just in a few years, that number had gone up dramatically. And in these last two years, especially in this last election cycle, lots of people are receiving their primary information through social media contacts. Over 70% of people in Western countries now use social networks like Facebook or Twitter on a regular basis. This isn't just a U.S. phenomenon, but around the world, folks are increasingly using social media as the way to stay connected. And so that means that only 30% of our patrons right now are not using social media to find their news. And that number is declining. So it doesn't mean that social media is the only way to stay connected, but it does mean that it's a primary way for us to stay connected with our school communities. Simon Mainwaring said this, social media is not about the exploitation of technology, but service to our communities. How can we use social media for the good, for the power of advancing the cause of our school events and public schools across our state and across the country? Well, one way you can do that is by building your own platform with technology. And I want to talk about some ways that you as a school leader specifically can be thinking about enhancing the instructions 
the lessons and the leadership that you're doing with your students and your teachers to go beyond just your school and into your community. Because everything that you're communicating out about your school experience builds the reputation and the brand of your school. So let me give you six specific ways that I think that school leaders should be building technology platforms. Number one, blogging. Number two, creating podcasts. Number three, hosting webinars. Number four, using social media like LinkedIn, five, Facebook, and six, Twitter. I'm just going to touch on each of those shortly for just a moment. I don't want to present any of these as a tool that must be used. I want to present them as tools that can be used and are be used are being used by school leaders across not just uh, Oklahoma but across the nation and across the world in order to enhance the work that's happening at their schools. One way that that's happening is through the use of blogging. There are lots of school leaders now that are either using blogs themselves or encouraging their teachers to use blogs or they're having students engage in blogging about their schools. And here are some things to think about if you are considering blogging as an option for getting out information about your school. The fantastic things about blogs are that they can be written conversationally, they can be posted whenever you want them to be, they can be linked to your school's website, and people see them as a, an often informal way of finding out more information about your schools. Here are some things that over several years I have blogged about from my school experience. Uh, one, how to prepare for the first days of school. Two, books or articles of best practices for instruction in the classroom. Three, how new, new legislation might affect schools. Four, what new school services or programs may be coming up in the, in the following weeks or months. Or five, ways to stay inspired during certain times of the year. And so as topics are things that I'm thinking about or working uh, through with my own staff or teachers, as I think about those topics, I ask myself the question, how can I take the lessons that I'm learning in these moments and share them out beyond my community? And so for those of you that have followed the work that I've done through my own website building, blogging has become a powerful platform in order to do that. If you're interested in blogging as an option, let me recommend a free tool by Michael Hyatt called How to Launch a Self-Hosted WordPress Blog in 20 Minutes or less. Now, I will say this is the disclaimer. In that free YouTube video, he does suggest that you use WordPress, which uh, if you use his link, provides him an affiliate fee. But this, I found this website to be incredibly helpful because Michael Hyatt walks step by step on how do you even set up a blog and how can you begin to launch your own blog in a way that can be done consistently. So, I just wanted to give you that as a, as a free resource, something you could check out um, on YouTube. Michael Hyatt's How to Launch a Self-Hosted WordPress Blog in 20 Minutes or Less. Now, a second way that some folks are finding ways to build platforms for what's happening in their schools is through the creation of podcasts. And I have been doing podcasting for the last couple of years and found it a beneficial way to have an audio version of the content that I've been sharing out about lessons in schools. And there are some other fantastic resources. If you have not listened to Education Leader podcast before, let me recommend the following. Vicki Davis has a website called coolcatteacher.com where she shares a weekly podcast called The 10-Minute Teacher. And those are just great, very short, abbreviated conversations with teachers about fantastic things happening in the classroom. For school leaders, Transformative Principal by Jethro Jones is a fantastic interviewing 
podcast where he talks to a different education leader every single week about the practices that they've been doing through their schools. Principal Center Radio is another great option by Justin Bader, and you can find that at principalcenter.com. And Better Leaders, Better Schools with Daniel Bauer. Uh, that's a fantastic podcast as well. All of these are just ways that where you can expose yourself to great learning practices that are happening in other schools and lessons in leadership that can be helpful as well. So consider how podcasting can influence your own leadership, but then think about how you could begin to use podcasting for your own school sharing. Here are, here are five different topics that you could be sharing out about your school if you thought about how are ways that I could be sharing with my community things happening in my schools. Um, here are some topics that, that I've shared on before. Ways to answer questions that all students have on the first days of school. Strategies that teachers are using to reach the hearts and the smarts of students. Uh, steps that schools can take to implement a new program. Um, interviews with teachers or students about fantastic things that are happening in classrooms. Or special updates on successes or programs or initiatives that are happening in your school. There were times where I would sit down with students and have student leaders record podcasts with me so that I could share out the great things that were happening in organizations or activities throughout a school. If you've never podcasted before, it's, it's not easy. You have to be able to create audio versions of the content that you're doing, but it is doable. And I took a summer a few years ago and just worked through a free YouTube series on how to podcast by Pat Flynn called How to Start a Podcast. Pat's Complete Step-by-Step -step Podcasting Tutorial. It's a six-part series that's free on YouTube. And so if you've ever wanted to explore how do you start creating your own podcasts, then let me commend uh, that free resource by Pat Flynn to you. Here's another option for building a platform. Hosting webinars, just like we're doing today. There are lots of different platforms where you can take information that you're learning and share it out in a way that could be seen in videos or slides or replayed later, just like we host these on COSA's website after um, these have been shared out in webinar format. Think about how you could enhance the lessons happening in your school through webinar shares with parents or students or community members or folks beyond your community. There are some great ways you can host webinars through zoom.us, which is what we use for COSA's webinars. Or I've seen people hosting the events through Google Hangouts, through using FaceTime, through Facebook Live, through Skyping, and then recording those, or through gotomeeting.com, which is another great webinar uh, format. And so webinars can be more, both formal, where you have Zoom and GoToMeeting options, or you can host conversations that are on video through other informal formats like Google Hangouts or FaceTime or Facebook Live. But think about how you can take an activity, a lesson, information that you want to share out and place it in a format like a webinar uh, to share with your community um, and even beyond your school. Here are some of the different topics that I've seen covered in webinars by school leaders. How you've just structured or organized a new initiative or program in your school or what performance goals that you've set for you and your teams and how are you going to reach those together or how to deal with difficult situations or implement something new in your school or updates on resolving current challenges or upcoming events. And so think about the topics that are resonating with your own community and then how can you share those out in a format in a platform like a webinar. So blogging, podcasting, 
webinar building, and then of course, social media. And social media has become one of the most powerful tools for consistent connection with parents and community members. Here are some ways that I suggest you do that through LinkedIn or Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. Share updates. Make sure that people hear frequently the things that are happening within your school community so that they can see faces and actions with the information and the activities that are happening in your school. Share out helpful articles. If you come across best practices for instruction, if you see something that, you, that you're reading or great research on ways that students can learn or ways that parents can mentor their own children, share out those articles. Duplicate your posts. If you've got a newsletter that you're sharing out, then take a photo of it or a copy of it or content from it and then reshare it out as a part of something that you share through social media. Repurpose your content. Don't feel like you have to create something new every time that you share. You can take information that's been in your school calendar or on your school website or in a recent newsletter and repurpose that through your social media. Boost a post. Occasionally, you may have something going on at your school that you want a lot to see a lot of attention. Maybe it's a school play that's coming up or maybe you guys are heading to a state championship. A couple of years ago, we had an initiative happening at our school and I pulled out my credit card and for $5, I boosted that post. And by the end of the week, that one Facebook post saw over 64,000 impressions from folks within and outside of our community. So how can you boost the posts that are happening within your school? It's not hard to do with social media. And if you're frequently using social media, then start using hashtags. In Oklahoma, you'll notice that a lot of the issues around what's happening with school funding or even just school activities, folks will use the hashtag Okla Ed. If you're talking about school leadership information, you might want to hashtag COSA or NASSP or NAESP. Also, some other hashtags I see school leaders often use are hashtag EduLeader or sometimes on Saturdays, education leaders will pull together and they'll have a sat chat. And in that sat chat, they're sharing out best practices that they've been learning throughout that past week. And each leader uses that hashtag sat chat so that other people can see what that conversation entails. Solution Tree uses a hashtag called at PLC when they're sharing about professional learning communities. There is a group of educators around the U.S. called EduGladiators, and every time that they share on the weekend, they use that hashtag as well. So it's endless, the, the numbers of ways that you can be using social media for updates, articles, duplicating posts, boosting content, and using hashtags to connect other people with the things that are happening within your school. So now it's your turn. Let me ask you three questions specifically about the kinds of platform building that may or may not be happening in your school. Number one, what is one new way that you can begin to commit to sharing more lessons? Not just learning those lessons and, and talking about them among your team, but sharing those lessons out with your school community too so that they're a part of the growth that's happening within your school team. Two, in what ways can you increase shares of practical examples of learning and leadership and instruction happening in your school? Messaging is such a mindset. And so think about as you're walking through your buildings, even with all of the things that are going on in social media right now across our state with the needs for increased school funding, how can we still be focusing on those activities that are happening in our schools and sharing out the great things so people can remember why our schools deserve so much support? And then three, if you had to choose a new tool for platform building, what's one new tool you would choose? Because sometimes it's overwhelming when you look at all the menu of options for platform building. Sometimes you just want to throw up your hands and say, I can never do all of that. So don't do all of that. Just choose one. And what is one new tool that you could commit to to share out the great things happening in your school even more? All right. 
part two of our conversation today is going to be about the power of school email campaigns. And I know this is a, a tool that was helpful for me. And so I don't want to suggest that this is something that works for everyone. But I discovered that when I created a consistent scheduled communication with my parents on a weekly basis, it became a powerful way for me to summarize the entire week of activities that were happening at my school and to share those out with parents and community members. And we started doing that through a school email campaign by encouraging parents not just to check on our website, but we created a MailChimp account. Now at COSA, we use an email campaign called Constant Contact. I've seen other places um, some people just simply share out their emails through their, through their messenger systems. Sometimes they send out a notice through a remind with a link back to their websites. There's lots of different ways you can build this. But the most important thing is what is a consistent way that you can build constant communication with your parents in a way that where it's anticipated and you can drive the conversation, not just respond all the time to things that are happening. This is a quick, um, if you're looking at the video version of this, I just wanted to show you a sample of a MailChimp template that we would use to send out an email from our school. And each week we would send this template out and parents could link to the very bottom part that just said, don't miss out on this week's Bulldogs Bulletin. They could link there with a, a greeting from me as the principal. Then they could link to that newsletter and it would take them straight to our website where they could see a weekly summary of the things that were happening in our schools. And by having parents subscribe to that update, they, it came straight to their emails. And often our parents, even after their students would graduate, would stay subscribed so that they could receive that information. Or if they didn't like receiving that information on a weekly basis, they could unsubscribe. But it was a great way for us to be able to track reads. Because with a subscription-based email, after you send it, you can actually see how many people are opening and reading your email. And what I discovered with over 800 subscribers in my school, usually only between two to 300 were opening and reading the emails. And what did that tell me? Either one, I wasn't doing a great job of communicating, or two, I needed to make sure that wasn't my only way of communicating. And so, it gives you a great way of being able to track just because you emailed, it doesn't mean it's been read. Ask yourself this question. How can you tie a subscription-based email to the current websites or networks that you have in place? Is there someone on your team who can handle technical aspects of building campaigns? Because we built a team of, with myself, a desktop publishing teacher that we had, and a media center specialist that we had. Together, we would work together on those technical parts. And I know some larger districts have full-time communications people, but not all districts do. And then ask yourself this question. How can you play an active role in deciding what positive news that can be shared out that match the goals and the visions and the missions of your school. And in previous episodes of this webinar, we've talked a lot about what kind of content you should be sharing. But I wanted just to remind you that emailing campaign is another tool that you can add to your platform. Last, I want to talk about publicizing celebrations. And let me just say this in context of what's been going on in Oklahoma for the past couple of weeks. We've seen a lot of momentum in our state recently towards more school funding. And the teachers have been at the Capitol for the last couple of days at the time of this recording asking legislators to finish business. Back at the school, a lot of our administrators are administering tests or they're still hosting activities and proms and graduations. And so let me encourage you to remember that even in the midst of advocacy, we have to keep reminding the public why schools are such great places to support. So don't stop publicizing 
your celebrations, whether that's kids who just took the ACT and were successful, whether that's baseball games that are going to be going on tonight or soccer that's being played later this week or a prom that you're attending. Make sure that you are still focusing on what are the great things still happening within our schools so that when we do have all teachers back in schools across the state, people can be reminded of why these schools are so worthy of celebration. So let me just give you some publicizing celebration tips. First, think about ways that you can create good promotionals, ways that you, whether it's an activity that's coming up or something that's fantastic that's happening in your school, there's lots of free websites where you can create promotional videos. And I'll show you a couple in just a minute. Number two, think about how you can collect data, information that would be helpful for people to know as you're sharing out information about your school. And so whether that's how many parents are attending um, parent conferences, or whether that's test scores, or whether that's information that would be helpful for parents to know about their own students, share that data. Three, provide consistent recognition. Think about the great kids and teachers and the things that they're doing and how can you consistently recognize them. One of the people I love to follow on Twitter here in Oklahoma is Auspicea Carlson at John Marshall High School in Oklahoma City. And she consistently shares out almost every single day pictures of students, photos of students and activities that they're doing, celebrating the great kids that she has. And that builds public support. And finally, think about how you can be hosting events or fundraisers, something big to finish out your year strong. Because even as we go into the final weeks of school and we're thinking about returning and finishing school, don't just think about finishing school. Think about winning at the end of school. How can you finish school in a way that students can think about school even after it's over. If you're looking at the video version of this or the webinar version of this, you're going to see a promotion from a website called Biteable.com. And Biteable has already created slides and video options and images that you can upload, including music, where if you have announcements or events that are getting ready to happen in your school, you can build a Biteable slide. And what you're seeing here on this slide is a sample of one that we did last year where we just took our daily announcements and turned them into Biteable videos and shared them with teachers. They could play them on their smart boards throughout the school. We could play them on the big screen in the commons area. So students were not only hearing the daily announcements, but seeing them as they walked throughout the entire school. Uh, here's another website you can use that's free called Powtoons. And Powtoons provides uh, great slides. There's images of hands sliding in and off of screens. You can upload your own pictures of students. You can upload your own music. But it's a great way to create promotionals for your school. We place this promotional on our school's high school website. So when parents or students would log in, the first thing that they would see is this video of what was happening in their school. So Powtoons is, is another great uh, idea. Think about ways to celebrate students' good behavior. I know as principals, we spend a lot of time correcting poor behavior, but we had an, an initiative last year that was driven by our student council members called the Good Deeds Awards. And every single day, teachers could use Google Forms to refer kids to the office for something good that they did. And so we would keep that running list happening through Google Forms. Our student council teacher would take those lists, the names of those students, and then put them on these Good Deeds Award certificates that were colorful and signed, and we would have those delivered throughout the school to students, congratulating them on good deeds, taking their photos, and then placing them on social media. So we were celebrating the great things kids were doing in school, not just meeting with students to talk about discipline. Another thing that we did last year that was also student-driven was a class cup. Our students kept score throughout the entire year on who got the most points for spirit, for good deeds, 
for actions throughout the school for the fewest kids in that grade that were being tardy to school. And at the end of the year, we tallied up which class had earned the most out of the ninth, 10th, 11th, and 12th graders, the most points. And they won the class cup, something that they had, my student council members had seen from the Hogwarts school and Harry Potter. They wanted to do it at our school. And so I'm showing a, a picture here of a couple of freshman boys holding their class cup because our freshmen who are notoriously uh, known for often being the most active in teacher referrals for discipline, this year they were most actively known for the best referrals because they got competitive to win that class cup by showing good behavior. So think about the ways that you can be collaborating around ways to celebrate positivity. So let me ask you these questions. How could you use a Biteable or a Google form to enhance the messaging about the students' good behaviors in your schools? What are some ways that you can promote great deeds that are happening throughout your school? And then how can you finish your year strong? Last year, our student council members came together with us and we decided to end the year with a fundraising campaign where our students had chosen a nonprofit, an organization in Tulsa that was a service to unwed mothers. They wanted to raise money to help support that cause. And so this last week of school, in addition to all the other craziness that we were doing, we let them set up tables in the cafeteria. We let them sell items or ice cream cones. We let them buy t-shirts and wear them throughout the school, created their own hashtag. And by the end of that week, they had raised over $1,500 for that cause. They ended their week excited about promoting something positive among the students so that they ended their year not just hoping for summer break, but ended their year by being able to give a gift back to the community. So let's wrap this up. This entire semester, we have talked about ways that you can positively message with students and with teachers and with your community members. We talked a lot about the mindset that it takes in order to become a strong messenger. We've talked a lot about technology tools that you can use to do that, ways that you can enhance instruction by doing that. But I want to wrap up this entire semester's conversation with some takeaways from a basketball coach. A few years ago, both of my oldest daughters were playing basketball and practicing all the time. And as a dad and a principal, I've spent a lot of time not only uh, did I play when I was in school, but watching and trying to coach my girls in their games too. And one day I was watching them practice and I began to think about the kinds of tips that I kept hearing their coach give them and how those same tips are good reminders for school leaders in the ways that we're messaging about our schools. So let me just leave you with these thoughts. Number one, stay open. You know that in any good basketball game, if you're going to receive a pass, if you're going to make action happen on a court, you've got to get open in order to, to be able to be a part of that action. And good school leaders are constantly thinking about their mindset. How are you constantly keeping your eyes open to the great things happening around you? Because if we're only looking for the problems to resolve and we don't turn our focus back to the positives happening in our school, we're missing opportunities to message about the positivity happening around us. Number two, talk to your teammates. Some of the best teams I've ever seen are those who talk while they're on the court. They yell at each other or they give each other heads ups or they learn to read one another. And if we're not meeting with our teams, if we're not talking to our teachers, if we're not responding to students, if we're not sitting down with student leaders or students throughout the day and asking them for feedback, then we're going to miss out on opportunities where we need to be messaging. Number three, offer assistance. On any, in any good basketball game, you not only play aggressively towards scoring, but you're also assisting others to be successful. In our own messaging, 
We can't do this alone. We've got to be willing to step into each other's lives and ask for ways that we can be responding. So for instance, in the school setting, ask yourself if you're a high school principal, when's the last time that you've reached out to your counselors and said, hey, what are some important things that you want to make sure our school community is hearing from our school? Or to specific teachers, what are some things happening within your activities that you want to make sure being shared out to the rest of the community? Offer to assist others in promoting the things that are important to them And they're going to spend more time listening to you when you talk about the things that you consider to be important. Number four, anticipate. Anytime you're playing a good game of ball, you have to anticipate what's going to happen next. And school leaders, you can't stop anticipating what's going to happen next either. Sometimes you can't anticipate with perfection what's going to happen next. I know in Oklahoma right now, we're all trying to anticipate what's going to happen next with the work stoppage. Well, some things you can't completely predict. But I can tell you this, that within a number of school days, When teachers do return and students are back in your schools full-time and some of you are serving them today, you're going to be focusing back on instruction. You're going to be focusing back on finishing your year strong. You're going to be celebrating the great things kids are doing. How can you anticipate right now what's going to be happening a week from now or two weeks from now and even a year from now? Because you need to be preparing for next year now so that parents can be getting things on their calendar. Number five, Identify strengths and opportunities. Any good team knows what their strengths are and they know where they need to grow. And so ask yourself in your own messaging, where am I strong and where can I grow? And always be figuring out new ways to grow because if you don't continue to grow, then you're going to stay flat and you're not going to see your school move forward. And number six, the last point is this, stay in control. Some of the most intense games, and for those of you that just finished watching the final games of, of March Madness, you know that a great team wins by staying calm and in control. Even in the most, in the craziest moments when things sometimes seem chaotic or beyond your control, control what you can. So think about the things that you can control. Think about the good things that that are happening around you and how can you continue to message about those. So let's wrap this up. As you think about the messaging that you're doing with your students and your community members and your parents, think about how you can continuously, as a good team player, stay open, talk with your teammates, offer assistance, anticipate, identify your strengths and opportunities, and stay in control of what you can. Principal Matters listeners, thank you for the time that you've taken to listen to this series. I I wanted to end today by giving you a couple of heads ups. First of all, if you are an Oklahoma administrator, COSA is hosting a leadership conference June 6th and 7th in Norman, Oklahoma at the Embassy Suites Hotel. It's going to be a fantastic summer event with great keynote speakers, with some incredible thought leaders, some personal favorites of mine that are coming. Andrew McSpeak from Growing Leaders, Jeff Zuhl from What Great Connected Leaders Do Differently. I can't wait for all of the great activities and leaders that are coming together for that event. And also, if you are interested in meeting me this summer for an event in Atlanta, Georgia, my friend Tim Elmore from Growing Leaders is hosting a Principals Roundtable event June 21st and 22nd in Atlanta, Georgia. And you can check all of that information out at his website at growingleaders.com. We'd love to see you there. Until next time, thanks for the work that you're doing. And don't forget that what you do matters.